I felt a lot of imposter syndrome about calling myself a business coach because I was like, well, I don't have a, a six figure business. Like I, you know, don't have all of this kind of like, you know, like the top coaches have, why would they choose me to help them? And then I realized like, no, I am helping business owners. Therefore I am a business coach. That's all it has to be. So I really focused on that imposter syndrome of my title and then worked really, really hard on like my money mindset and getting over the fact that sales is just a conversation. I'm already good at conversation. So like I can have a conversation that leads to really helping somebody and the energy exchange is is just energy. Even if it's like them paying me money and money is energy, I can give them that energy in return with something else like a transformational experience. Welcome to End the Net Appeared podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Benzel, business coach for spiritual online entrepreneurs. In this podcast, you're going to hear stories of badass women just like you taking big leaps of faith and the net appearing. Enjoy. All right. Hello. Hi, Jadia. I am so happy to be here on the podcast with you. Thank you for joining me. I am so excited to have this conversation. I feel like we've already started a good conversation. I'm ready for it to just like keep going and really dig deep into it. Yeah, you have such magic about you. Like I'm just being in your vibe. So for everyone listening, we're here with Jadia Quinn. She is a business coach um, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We were just talking about like how not that that matters. I'm just always curious where people are, but we're so tapped into this like international universal internet world (laughs) Mm -hmm. that I just like, it really just gives me like, okay, here you are on the map. But the fact that we can connect here in real time, that we can connect with people of the world in any given moment at the push of a button just amazes me. So I'll let you maybe, Jadia, tell us a little bit about like what you're up to in the world, what your work involves and entails and what kind of magic you bring to life. Yeah, I love it. So um, I was just telling you how I was kind of like shifting what I've been talking about and Basically, I'm a business coach, like Chelsea already said, and I focus mainly on sales, which sounds a little scary to a lot of people. And that's why I focus on it because I work mainly with women online business owners who want to build an amazing, impactful business, but are afraid to sell. And like, you have to sell in order to build the business. So I my main mission is to show them that selling can feel really compassionate and aligned and like selling is service. And so through getting past their sales aversion, they can build something that's really transformational for their clients and their clients' families and for them and their own families and build this like network of impact is my, I think like purpose on this earth. And so I mainly talk about sales because I struggled with sales. So I was telling Chelsea when we first hopped on um, that I was a life coach and I really loved working with business owners, but 
I felt a lot of imposter syndrome about calling myself a business coach because I was like, well, I don't have a, a six figure business. Like I, you know, don't have all of this kind of like, you know, like the top coaches have, why would they choose me to help them? And then I realized like, no, I am helping business owners. Therefore I am a business coach. That's all it has to be. So I really focused on that imposter syndrome of my title and then worked really, really hard on like my money mindset and getting over the fact that sales is just a conversation. I'm already good at conversation. So like I can have a conversation that leads to really helping somebody and the energy exchange is is just energy. Even if it's like them paying me money, money is energy. And I can give them that energy in return with something else, like a transformational experience. So that's basically <laughs> a long way of saying that um, I'm a business coach and that's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love what you said <laughs> about like shifting it or expanding it to you're helping not only your clients, but you're helping them support their families. And it's even mm-hmm. like their communities, their towns, their, yes. I don't know, like we could carry that outward forever, but it is, it's like not just what happens in the container of your coaching or like what your offer is, because it's so easy to get tripped up about sales and about numbers and money and stuff we maybe have like shadowy blocks around yes but if you start to look at what is the transformation what is what are the results and what are the um the impact of this work that we're going to do this container that you're allowing them to step into so that they can up level and it just kind of for me that takes the pressure off I don't know if you relate to that with what you teach but I'm feeling that right now yeah. Well, yeah, I think like, especially as women, I work mainly with women, we put a ton of pressure on ourselves for everything to be complete and perfect before we can ever put it out into the world. And I definitely am a recovering perfectionist. I totally get it. And I, for years, would stunt myself from creating the things that I had placed on my heart that I knew I was supposed to bring forth into the world all because it wasn't going to be as perfect as I saw inside of my head. Once I got past that and really realizing like I can create and it doesn't really matter what other people think about it as long as it goes to serve the the person I had in my head, like the kind of person that I'm trying to help. And so I definitely like resonate with that. I attract a lot of perfectionists probably because of that and having them just realize that. And if you're a, a perfectionist listening, like just realizing that we can't make something better. We can't perfect something until it's out in the world and we've gotten feedback on it. So like, don't be afraid to take imperfect action because that's how you make something better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's that, there's the feedback. And it's also like, I was playing with this like unofficial motto for not too long ago, um, like alignment through action. That it wasn't so much even about, I didn't even really care what anyone had to say or give me feedback on so much as I cared about how I felt in my like sense of clarity as I did the thing that I had spent so much time thinking about. And I'm kind of shortening that time frame now where it's like maybe in the past I would think about doing something or creating something for weeks or months. That can trip you up around like, what's it going to be like when it actually exists? Like just create it and then it exists. And then, you know, and if there's something that feels off, okay, 
it can evolve still. You can evolve now. You've learned, but you wouldn't have learned. You wouldn't have gotten that insight had you not just done the thing. Right. Because how can you truly create something that's perfect for someone if like there's no collaboration between the two of you? Like how can I create like a perfect coaching container for the people that I want to serve if I have no idea what they truly would want or think about it? So like there's market research that needs to happen there. Of course, like you can just talk to your audience, but also like, like I'm running a program right now and it's my first time running it. And I did like everything that I could possibly think of to get it up and running. But as I'm running through it, there's so much that I'm learning. There's so much that I'm like, oh, like next time I'm going to do that differently. Or next time, like I'm going to have like a Facebook group instead of a Slack or like whatever it is. Right. Or next time I'm going to offer an upgrade for Voxer because they just want to talk to me directly all the time or whatever it is. Like, how could I possibly known that before I ran it? You know, like even if you try to create the perfect thing, it might not be exactly what they want just because in your brain, you think it's perfect. Like you really, it has to be a collaborative effort. Like you co-create it with like God or the universe or whoever you believe in, you release it to the world. And then, then it becomes a collaboration with the people who are inside of it. So that's kind of how I view it. Mm, I love that. I've never really taken it that next step to like, I'm all about the co-creation piece. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then it's that like, as you evolve and refine things, it is, it's like kind of being open to that feedback too. Yeah. I think a lot of that comes from like knowing you're in your truth. Like you're already solid on, I am doing what I was put here to do. Um, And then also being attractive or like attracting your ideal clients into your work. So then it's like, it is just this flow. It's not, Oh my God, who do I need to be? Who do I need to try to please someone? Or, you know, it's just, okay, I'm in my flow and we're going to work with this magic. That's so important to like differentiate because if you aren't solid, like you were saying, then you're going to look to feedback to tell you who you are. And like, that's not the kind of feedback that we want, right? We want to know ourselves. We want to know um, like our zone of genius, which again, sometimes isn't truly clear until you're just doing something. Like I said, I was a life coach before and wasn't doing something that was that aligned, but it's like what I knew to do. And then I grew to understand my purpose. So like, there's a little bit of a time, like, uh, like a learning curve there, but When you look to others to tell you who you are, then things get shaky. Like I had a client who was doing a beta program and beta programs are great for also like having that container to play around and figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, My philosophy is you can do that in a paid program. You don't have to run a a free program, but that's like another story. Um, But she was building a beta program to like, figure out how to launch a real program. But the beta clients she was working with were all, they all had very different issues because she was talking to the people around her and ended up reflecting back to them what they needed. So it wasn't really leading to anything specific because they all wanted something completely different. So instead of being solid in who she was and what she wanted to do in the world, she just took on whatever they wanted her to do. So feedback like that is unhelpful because it's not, um, there's no consistency and or clarity in terms of like the messaging um, or the program promise or any of those things. That's when you can just kind of spiral and get even more confused. So 
even if you don't know like the thing yet, and believe me, the thing changes anyway, even if it, even when it is the thing for now. Um, and I'm sorry, my cat is trying to crawl up me. Um, <laughs> um, even if it's not the thing or you don't know what the thing is, put it out there because there's no way you can find the thing by just like sitting at your computer, just like in your head, you know? And that's such a mirror into like, we're talking so specifically around the business, like knowing the thing, but it's also like on the grand scheme of things, which is like what I want to dive into as well. Like your story is you might not know a hundred percent what that, the details of the, the life you want on the other side of taking a leap and making a big change. But if you know that you want even if you can tap into the feeling that you want to create or the overall kind of image of what it could be, it's like trust that that will, it's going to evolve anyway, but just like, it's not about sitting around and thinking about it. It's what action can you take? Maybe it is a big massive leap and you like completely overhaul your life and quit your job and your relationship, move across the country, do crazy, whatever bold thing. But maybe it's just like, okay, I know I want that. I don't quite know what that thing is going to look like, but I know in order for me to get there, here's an action I can take towards Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I love that. And all of those things you just mentioned, I did do. (laughs) (laughs) I have moved across the the country. I have like quit a relationship. I have quit a job. I have done all those things. But yes, on a daily level, it is about those like small actions that that completely add up. So just like, I guess to kind of get into (laughs) my story. So um, much like probably a lot of people who are now entrepreneurs, I was one of those kids that did like everything right. Like I got the good grades and I went to the good school. Like I went to an Ivy league school for what? I don't know. It's because what I, what I thought I had to do. And my parents were just super concerned with me graduating, getting a good job that had good benefits, which is hilarious now because now I have no benefits <laughs> working on it. But, um, so I did everything right. Graduated, got the job that manifested the salary that I wanted. Cause I understood kind of like the law of attraction and manifestation. And I've always had really strong faith. So I got there and I was like, you know what, this does not feel right. And so I had it in my brain that I wanted to move to Cleveland. So I'm originally from um, a state in the U.S. called Connecticut. It's super, super small. Not a lot of people know about it, but it's right next to New York. So um, I'm from the Northeast. Very, um, just to kind of like describe the difference of where I come from versus where I live now. So the Northeast is very much like every man for himself, like really striving, like fast paced lifestyle, like just accomplishing, accomplishing, accomplishing. And that's kind of how I grew up. And now I live in the Midwest, much more slow paced, all about like relational and community. And so I always kind of felt that dissonance where I was going to school. It was all about like high competition, high stress, high accomplishment. Um, and I just felt like I wanted to make connections. <laughs> like I always was super into like the social sciences and like, I loved my job on campus. So I spent a lot of time doing that instead of going to class, which don't tell my parents. Um, but I graduated nonetheless and went into this job in corporate. Cause I thought I wanted to do go into nonprofit, but 
so many people were advising me, like, don't do social work, like don't go into nonprofit because that's not where the money is. And not necessarily like the skills are valued, like those intangible, like soft skills. And so I just listened. I went into corporate, got the salary, got the benefits, wasn't really that happy. And so I actually had a long distance relationship. He lived here in Cleveland. And so I was like, I'm going to close the distance. I'm going to like move. Nobody understood why I wanted to move to the Midwest. Like (laughs) nobody got it. And I did it even though I had never had a job in HR, like that's what I wanted to do. So I came to Cleveland got the job in HR manifested all of that. And within four months of me moving here, he broke up with me <laughs> and everyone was like, well, are you going to go back home? And I was like, no, you know, I'm here for a reason. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm here. And so I was working that job, you know, and it just still did not feel right. And I just kept looking all around me. Like everybody else is doing this. Everyone else is like adulting just fine. And I don't understand why I feel like I want to throw up every day when I drive to work. Like what is happening? What's wrong with me is really the question I was asking. Like, what is wrong with me that I can't fit myself into this box that I'm supposed to fit into? And so long story short, I ended up putting in my two-week notice, not knowing what was going to come after that. And within the two weeks, I manifested a job at a startup company. I took a 50% salary cut. It really hurt. But I was like, I just, and like you were saying, I manifested how I wanted to feel at my job. So I was like, I want it to feel like super creative and free flowing and have a more flexible schedule and then understand that I want to do other things in my day rather than just sitting here. Um, So I did, I I worked at this amazing startup and um, in the interview with his name is Todd, the, the CEO of the company, I worked directly under the CEO. So like I had to kind of like take his crazy visions and make them real, which was <laughs> always a challenge and super fun. But I told him, he asked me in the interview about my long-term goals or my long-term vision for myself. And I straight up told him like, My plan is that you're going to be the last boss that I ever have. My true dream is to work for myself. And in the the business, we actually supported entrepreneurs. So I really wanted to be close to them and like, just understand what it took. And um, so he loved it. He loved my vibe. He took me in and I really, um, I had two amazing years of supporting entrepreneurs and realizing that there's nothing special about us. There's nothing special about entrepreneurs other than we just keep going. So many people give up like way too soon. And so um, I put my two weeks in and I think my end date actually was last June. It was June 31st or June 30th, whatever the last day of June is. (laughs) And so it's now been over a year and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I, that he truly was my last boss. So I just kind of spoke it into the universe. I didn't know how it would end. Um, and because actually I I took that 50% pay cut, I didn't have a lot to fall back on. You know, I just knew like it was time for me to go. It was time for me to keep growing. And, um, I had already started my business, but it wasn't making anything like serious consistently, but I just knew if I could put the intentional time into it, it was going to grow. And so I took the leap and I did it. 
And I failed a, a few times, you know, it wasn't like, it was like all of a sudden, like the angels were singing and I was leaping and it was this like sunshine and rainbows. Like there's times I ran out of money. There's times like that I felt like I wasn't doing the right thing. Like there was times when I was a life coach that I was like, I don't even really like talking to people about anything besides their businesses. So there's been a ton of ups and downs, but like now at this point, it's just, freaking amazing being able to live a life where I can truly do what I want to do and also support myself. Like I have like five figure launches now, like where I'm actually creating great monthly recurring revenue and like those cash injections and now helping other women to do the exact same thing. Cause like, I believe that putting wealth in the hands of women is what's going to change the freaking world. So if I could be any small part of that, especially like with my background with money, it's just like, uh, it blows my freaking mind that like I can do this and people will actually pay me for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When it's that almost too good to be true feeling, it's like you've, I I hesitate yeah. to say you've made it because I know that it the growth is continual, yeah. but yeah. it's like, if you were to go back in time and talk to your past self and say like, actually, like, this is the life we get to live in just a few years, like, just sit tight, just keep making these Right. And and now you're there. Yeah, it is. It's terrifying, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. because with the only thing you have to go on when you make a big step like that is your faith that it's going to happen. That's literally Mm -hmm. it. You don't have, maybe you can do some work with like, sometimes I connect with my future self and we journal together. (laughs) 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 Conversation. I should start doing that. That's a good idea. Yeah. It just kind of happened one day, to be honest. Like I started writing in whatever tense that is where she was like, you're going to have an awesome day today. Just chill the fuck out. Like don't stop stressing so much. It all works out for us in the end. Just take these steps. Here's something you could do today. And it was like, just felt like such a different vibe. And I was like, Ooh, okay. (laughs) But even, even that is like faith that and belief that that's, what's actually happening. And that's, what's occurring is I'm connecting with my actual future self because what, I think happens is if you don't have that strong faith, it's so easy to convince yourself, Oh, that's bullshit. That's nothing. Like I'm just crazy. And I'm writing some, some stuff in my journal that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like it, it's our belief that allows the things to come true because it's our beliefs that shape what we see. What is that? That sequence. It's like your beliefs feed into your thoughts your thoughts inform your feelings and your feelings, feelings determine the inform actions. Your actions, actions, create results. Yep. Yeah. So like if you can go back to working and shifting the beliefs and the thoughts and like, that's where the magic is. Yeah. And that's and where you create. It sounds crazy. Like that you can actually do something just because you believe it. Like I truly believed that if I just left my job, <laughs> It sounds so crazy. If I just left, then I would be able to have the business that I wanted because I was trying to like split it and it just didn't, it just didn't feel good. And I don't want anyone listening to think like you have to quit your job in order to build your business. Like that's not true. I was building it while I was working, but I just got to the point where it just didn't feel like, like I was going in clean anymore. Like I wasn't giving what I needed to the job and I wasn't giving what I needed to my business anymore. So I fully had intentions that maybe I would find work 
elsewhere at some point if I needed to. And I always really remained like, what's the word for it? Just like humble with like, I would pick up contracts here and there if I needed to. Um, I what I didn't feel like I was below doing something to just pay my bills because I really believed in my business and I believed in my ability to like create the life that I wanted. I just knew it wasn't going to happen all at once. Um, I am really good at sales because I believe now that I'm good at sales. Like it really can be that simple. It's not easy. Working on your release is not easy, but it's super simple. And like what Chelsea was just talking about, like the walkthrough between those steps, like Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School has this model. She just calls it the model. And I journal it all the time. It's like C-T-F-A-R. So you say the circumstance, like this is a fact, you know, like um, I don't have any sales calls booked for this week. Like that's a fact, right? And then what are you thinking? The T is thoughts. How, like what thoughts come up when you think about that circumstance? F is feelings. How does that make you feel? And then A is action. So what do you do based on those feelings? And then results. What is the result that's created by the action? So that's the unintentional model. And then you flip it and you create the intentional model, which the C stays the same. Here's the key here. So many of us are trying to change the C when we really need to change the T, right? So the circumstance isn't going to change. The circumstance is the same. You still don't have any sales calls booked for this week. The circumstance is the same but your thoughts around it can change. And once you change the T, all of the other ones shift. So you change your thoughts. Maybe it's like, well, it's only Tuesday. I still have plenty of time to book sales calls. And what I can do to book them is get in my DMs and follow up with anyone who's been talking to me about my business. I can do a live stream and at the end, invite people to book a call. Like you can start really determining like, okay, there are things that I can actually do to influence this. And then you start feeling empowered or clear or determined or whatever it is. And then because you feel that way, then you start getting into action. Like how are you actually going to flip it? And then your results come out so much better with the new model. So like there are actual like models that you can walk through in your journal or even just thinking it through that allows you to reframe your thoughts which in like your thoughts are based on your beliefs. So if you're trying to change your beliefs, because obviously like if you believe something, you can't just all of a sudden believe the opposite, right? You can't just be like, well, I have more sales calls than I can handle this week because that doesn't feel true. It's not true. But you can um, reframe. So you can do it through the model. You could do it through some kind of like, um, like a bridge thought, like something that's about you becoming. Like I am working on doing this thing that you believe, right? So if you believe that your services just aren't even worth people paying for, then you're not going to book sales calls because that's like not aligned with your belief. So if instead you're, you can't, you don't all of a sudden think like I am like worthy of being highly compensated for my services, which is what I believe now. Like I didn't used to believe it. So then you can create a bridge thought that's like, I am working on my thoughts that will help me create the belief that I'm valuable, you know? So you can kind of like, there's ways to kind of trick your brain because your brain will just like, your brain is, is afraid because it's trying to keep you safe. So like, thank you brain. We don't need that. Like, let's go ahead and move forward. Let's change that. Um, but once you realize like, okay, your brain is not going to make you a liar. So whatever you start like thinking and believing your brain is going to figure out how to make it true then you can start using it to your advantage. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's another layer of that belief is when you're working with those affirmations of those thoughts, it's, you have to be able to believe them. Yes. Because if you don't believe them and you feel like a liar, there's that disconnect and it's, it's not, not going to work. You. So no. it all comes down to like, what feels believable? What feels it resonates? I love that. I use, I'm on the path too. So it's like, you know, I could have the affirmation, I'm a millionaire, but I'm not a millionaire yet. So it's, I'm on the path that yeah. I can get behind. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I can, I'm here on the path and maybe there's ways to go, but I know that feels true. And then maybe I can work with that and shift it to who knows what else might be like even better and even closer to fully embodying that exactly. and outcome that we want or that shift in belief that we want. Exactly. So many times like And we were talking before um, we started about how like we've been really wanting to get more into mindset instead of like strategy. And so um, I truly, when I first shifted to business coaching, I thought like, okay, I have to do, you know, a program or like I have to talk about how to build a strategy for business growth on Instagram because that's like what people want. Right. And I'm shifting so much more into like your actual mindset behind it because strategy will work if you work it. Like if you build a strategy, like it's gonna work. It's like a diet. Like any diet is gonna work if you do it. Like it's all gonna work. It's just like our thoughts and beliefs around it. Right. So 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 many times, oh my gosh, and me myself too. Like when I'm going through a launch, I automatically am like, oh my God, this isn't working because I released it a day ago and nobody has bought it yet. Right. And so we're like, oh my gosh, my strategy is not working. Like I have to change it. Like all this, right? And then you start digging into like the strategy and why it's not working and like changing everything. And then you end up like confusing your audience. You end up spiraling in your own beliefs about what can happen. And so like so many times we're like, it's the strategy that we have to do. And no, it's really is. If you take a step back, it is your thoughts and beliefs about it. So if we spend more time on that, the rest is going to flow. Hmm. I love that you gave that analogy about a diet, like, cause I used to do body image coaching and like helping women get off the diets, but mm-hmm. prior to them coming to me, it would be like, I just need another diet. That's what's going to do it. That's what's going to like, uh, without even getting into the inner world and the actual mm-hmm. like self-love piece, let's strictly speak diet and nutrition and following through with that. Yeah. Um, it's not that you need another diet or you need another strategy in your business. It's like any diet will work. Any strategy will work, but why are you not following through? What is the block and the resistance to actually doing the thing that you found this shiny object, whether it's a diet or a strategy or whatever else example might apply to (laughs) any other area of your life, because this is universal. It's, not about the thing that you think is this silver bullet. It's mm-hmm. what's going on in your inner world that is like tripping you up, is stopping you from following through, is feeling like maybe you're ignoring that voice in your head that, hey, maybe I actually don't need to be on this diet in the first place. <laughs> but it's it's really tapping into. And I think first step is being that gentle observer of what is yes. going on here. And it's not beating yourself up for not following it or for it not working, even though, you know, it, we don't even need to get into that whole piece. But <laughs> it's a whole different story. 
<laughs> but it's like, okay, well, just like get curious with yourself, get to know yourself in this capacity and mm-hmm. get curious about what's coming up for you so that you can look at it. You can lean into it and it's not fixing yourself so that you can be better. It's just like, okay, hey, well, what's something I could work through here to expand into like fully owning this and fully owning my power, my worth. Because maybe if it is a business strategy, it's, but I don't actually feel worthy of the money and the success that I keep telling myself I want. So if I don't feel worthy of it, I'm not actually going to follow through on this strategy and check all the boxes and do all the things I know I could be doing Yeah, because it comes back to that self-worth piece. So at the end of the day is all for me, it's like, that's what lights me up. That's what I, that's my zone of genius is like, hey, what? What's really going on here? I'm not going to give you a strategy because you don't care what the strategy is. I want to deal with like uncovering that like inner stuff that is just so, it can just become so powerful and like controlling to the way that we show up and the way that we live unless, until we look at it and start to shift things. Yeah. Well, you were talking a little bit earlier about like shadow selves and it really is that it's like that stuff that you just kind of pack down and don't look at or avoid or pretend it's not there or whatever you do (laughs) besides facing it, that shit will follow you. Like it's going to continue following you, not only in patterns in your life, like, you know, the way we think about it is like, it'll show up in our relationships if we like keep like dating the same guy or keep repeating the same mistakes, but it's going to show up in your business. You're just not realizing it because it's not like exactly the same, but the, the thought of worthiness, like for me, it was safety. So I was literally repelling money because in my brain, money breeds secrecy and it breaks up families. That was my money mindset. Cause that's what I thought it did to my family. When in reality, it wasn't the money's fault. It's just how my own parents thought about money, you know, and how they thought they had to be secret about it. So when you really like dive into like, why am I doing this? You were talking earlier about um, your love of like digging into why people aren't showing up like visibly on the internet. Like why aren't they showing up as themselves and like doing what they're like, they know that they're supposed to do. And like, okay, so ask yourself the question, like when else in your life did you not feel good enough to be visible or like you didn't feel like you were chosen or you didn't feel like people wanted to hear what you had to say like that is the root of it not the fact that you're afraid to get on instagram stories yeah that's that's not or the fact that you're like oh i can't get on unless i do makeup no no girl it's not that it is like all of those other like really deep things and so like when you do go into the shadows a little bit, you start revealing and uncovering some answers for yourself because it's really uncomfortable stuff. Like it it really doesn't feel good, but when you start to unpack it, the rest of what you start realizing it's so connected to, like deeply rooted in that stuff starts to like come apart and you're like, Oh, I didn't even realize those two things were like connected. Like when I realized like, okay, from my childhood, this is what like I was not directly, but indirectly taught about money. And I was taught about like, if you really, really want something, if you want to buy something, then that means you have to work extra hard or you have to sacrifice something you you know, would normally have to have that thing. And so I was bringing that throughout my life as well. And it's just like, 
I wasn't treat I wasn't treating myself to anything because I was like, oh, if I if I get that thing, that means I have to give up something else, and it just doesn't feel worth it. Like I was weighing all of my money, like stuff like that, and it's just like it never occurred to me, and I'm embarrassed to even say this. It literally never occurred to me to just like make more money. Never was a thought in my mind because that's not how like what I was taught, and so. Like in my head, money was this finite resource and you had to like stretch it and do what you could with it. Like my mom could stretch a dollar. Like she really made it all happen for us on very little. And I'm so appreciative of that. But my money mindset was based on that. And so really like getting more expansive and realizing like that you can open up the possibilities for yourself. Because even in terms of your beliefs, if you can't quite like believe it yet, you can't quite like latch onto it as a as a belief yet, believe in the possibility that it could be true. Like what is possible for you? Like I, I might not like have a beachfront resort, you know, happening in my life right now, but is it possible that maybe I could own a condo that's on a beachfront resort or something like, you know, like just start asking yourself, like what is actually possible? But in order to do that, you really have to know the root. You have to uncover like what the deep shit is that's like you're just dragging through your business with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing right now a lot with the feelings that come up with comparison and feeling Mm. like, oh, she has this thing and I want it. (laughs) It's like we can beat ourselves up for that. But that's such insight into, okay, well, what's really going on that you're feeling that you can't have it? Yep. Because when you see someone else with it, a, that's indication that like, clearly that's something that you want because there's a charge around it. Mm-hmm. And also that it's like, she's living that. That means it's possible. It's not only yeah. possible for her, it's possible for you too. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. But then what's coming up that's telling you otherwise? Right. Let's look at that. But it's so weird too, because I feel like, so the coaching industry, I feel like is it's really hard not to compare because like just the culture of it, like you have to constantly be talking about like your results and the results you get for other people in order for people to want to work with you. And then like, you're supposed to be like collaborating and following like all these other people. And then there's like the big coaches that make like a lot of money and they're like super visible. And you're like, Oh, like, but she did that in a year. I'm two years into my business and I haven't gotten there yet. And like, there's just so much visibility with it, especially on like Instagram and you have to be on Instagram. Like if you run your business there. So it's just like constantly in your face. And so it is normal to compare. Like it's totally normal and don't feel like ashamed or like guilt yourself about it. But just like you, like Chelsea just said to you guys, like really dig into what about it makes you believe that you can't also have it? Because we're seeing so many people like that have the things that we want. So like, why isn't that available to us? And how do we work through that? Like, it's all, I think it's about accessibility. Like, why do you feel like it's not accessible to you? Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I feel there's so much, um, there is so much available to us now, but it requires a lot of up-leveling and a lot of mm-hmm. introspection and a lot of shifting old belief systems. And the coaches that are playing at a big level have done that work and often they're teaching about how to do that work. And that's amazing. But when it goes against our conditioned beliefs from childhood 
and we're not aware or we haven't done the work to dive into like dissecting those and rewriting those beliefs, it, it clashes because it's like, okay, I can see whoever is making is like what million dollar. I don't actually know if I know anyone who makes million dollar months yet, but oh, I do. Do you? So <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay. So it's like, that's possible, but like that, Oh, my brain can't compute. Yeah. And like, there's a story there. There's something I haven't stepped into believing around that being possible or it's only possible for them. It's like, how could that be possible for me? But then I can start to work with that and I can say, well, is that true? Well, no, I mean, it's clearly, it's a thing that exists. Mm -hmm. Someone is experiencing that. And if someone's experiencing that, maybe that could be possible. Maybe I could be beginning my steps on that path. One day having that and just like playing with that, not, oh my God, I don't think it's possible for me. So like, I like, what's wrong with me (laughs) at whatever level of that work, you start to feel like Mm -hmm. sorry for yourself or that you're wrong and you need to fix it. Just, or I'm just going to be jealous and talk shit about her because she doesn't deserve it. Right. Yeah. Like, no. Okay. Let's come back to your heart. Like chill out, get gentle with yourself and just like, and come back to that curiosity. Like, okay. Even if you do fall down that trap and you start to talk smack and then whatever you, you, you feel whatever lower vibe feelings around it. Okay, cool. That's normal. You're human. Great. (laughs) Now let's like, look at what's going on here come back into like choose a a little bit better vibe and start to spiral back up to like actually feeling into the vibration of where that may possibly be a reality for you one day yeah and some sometimes people get stuck into like if they're looking at people like that okay so what are the steps that she took to get there and then they think that they need to follow those steps and it's like no There's no right way to do any of this. Like if you pulled all of them together and had them tell their stories, they're going to be all completely different because that level is available to all of us in whichever path is best for you. Like if you are meant to hit that and you believe that you're going to, it's along your own aligned path, like that you and the universe that go create together. And um, this just reminds me of something I meant to say earlier of like, I so I believe in God, like I, I use God in universe interchangeably. And I had this dream one time that was basically like, I was walking along a stone path. Like there were stones in front of me. And each time, like I went to go step forward, like there wasn't a stone there yet. And so what I started to do was I started to go off the path and find stones like along the path to start putting them in front of me. And I just could hear God's voice so clearly saying, that's not your job. Like you are taking so much extra time going to try to find the stones to put in front of you when that is my job. Like I'm the how all you have to do is keep your head up and keep your eyes focused on the path ahead and keep taking steps forward, having faith that every time you went, you go to take a step forward, the stone will be there by the time your your foot hits the ground. Like just keep walking forward. And like, I just get chills like thinking about it because like, that's exactly what I was doing. And once I just surrendered to the fact that like, I know what, like I have some idea of what I want and like what I want to head towards. I don't need to know the how, like that was so freeing to me. 
And so that's how I think about leaps is like you hold on to the belief, you hold on to the vision and you just start taking steps forward, not really like knowing how, but just really believing that every time you go to hit the ground, like there's going to be something there for you. And like I said before, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time, but um, it certainly is like you have to like you have to believe and then do the work. Like you can't just believe and then just not take the steps forward. You have to take the leap. You have to take the daily steps, just trusting that it is leading you towards the vision that you're holding for yourself. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's going to stick with me. Like I see that visual so clearly and just feeling like I was tearing up hearing you tell that. <laughs> and that was a dream you had. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, because yeah. I was asking for clarity, like, like ask the questions from the, from the universe or from God that you really need to know. Like I was like journaling about like being afraid to do it and really feeling it in my heart that like I needed to leave the job and like just not knowing what was going to come next. And I just had that like moment where I just didn't know what else to do. Like, I just didn't know what the next step was. And like, I was trying to figure out like, okay, well, how do I make this happen? How do I make this happen? And so I asked for clarity and then I had that, that dream. And so we were talking about signs before the, um, we started recording, but really there are so many signs like everywhere that are trying to guide you and like gently nudge you back on the path. And we ignore them so much. Either we don't know our inner voice, like we don't know what our inner voice sounds like. Um, and that's just like, we need to start learning how to be still and really tap into it. Or we hear it loud and clear. We're just afraid to do the thing that it does, you know? Um, and the signs will get like louder and louder. And eventually it's either going to be taken away from you. Like I've had so many people who like have really wanted to quit the job in like years they haven't. And they were laid off. It's like, yes, because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So now it's going to be taken away from you as an option. Um, or like have like, um, someone filed for divorce, like even though they had been thinking about it for a long time. And so like there, it was just taken away from you because you couldn't make the decision for yourself. So inevitably what will be, will be, you just get to decide like at what level, like at what pain level (laughs) do you want to go through it? Because if you heed the signs as they're coming, you won't have to get to the point where it's like this, like scary thing. Like I was telling, I was telling you about, um, when I decided to leave my last job and take the leap into entrepreneurship, um, that morning I woke up and for some reason, the question was like on my heart. So I turned to my partner Parker and I was like, if today was your last day, like, how would you spend it? And we just spent like, you know, a few minutes in the morning, just talking about like what our dream days would be like, like, you know, if we had that time and we knew it was our last time, like, the, the people we would see and like what beach would I be on? Cause for me, I would be on a beach somewhere. Um, and like going through that. And I knew so strongly that what I was about to go do, like about to go drive to work would not at all be the last, like the last day that I would spend. And I had been growing in discomfort, like really, really not wanting to be there, not being my like true self, not like showing up in the way that I wanted to show up because I was so done with it. And um, I was driving and I was listening to um, Mel Robbins' five second rule, which I would really urge anyone. I was listening to the audiobook, but she has a really great TED talk about it. And it's basically like, 
you count down from five, like if you feel some resistance to doing something, you know, you're supposed to be doing count down from five. And like, when you get to one, launch yourself up like a rocket and do the thing, like, don't let yourself talk, like talk yourself out of it. And so I was listening to that book and she was closing it out. And basically she was getting all like teary eyed talking about this guy who had really like lived life to the fullest and like what his parents like really learned from his life and all of that. And so of course it was like this teary moment. And I was like, ah, why is like death coming up so much today? I don't understand. And then immediately a car. So this was like, um, like a four or five like lane highway. And I was in the like second to the right or yeah. And this car all the way from the far left lane crossed immediately. Like just is something was obviously wrong with the car crossed in front of me and hit the car directly in front of me. And so like, I had that moment when I woke up thinking about what if it was my last day, then I had Mel Robbins, like in my car talking about, you know, how this kid lived his life And then the car directly in front of me was hit. And I was like, okay, I cannot handle any signs more like brash than this. Like this is the last sign I'm going to heed to it because I can't afford for things to get like more clear. And I went in, I drove to my job and immediately I typed up my resignation and I handed it in because I was like, okay, God, I got it. Like, I'm not, I got it. I'm going to do it. So yeah, the signs just get worse and worse. So do it now while you're hearing it before it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, if there's something that you inevitably are being guided towards, it is, it's like, it'll start off as a whisper. It'll start off as that little nudge. And great. If you're aware enough and you have a practice that allows you to open space to hear that voice, beautiful. Your life's mm-hmm. going to be pretty smooth sailing and full of magic. <laughs> but until you can get to that, Otherwise it's going to be like, okay, a little bit louder, a little bit louder. And then it's screaming in your face. And then it's a car crash in front of you. And you're like, holy fuck. Okay. I'm listening, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and whatever that, whatever else kind of that, sh- however else that shows up in your life, whether that's something really traumatic or like you gave the example of like, it's taken away, like the, um, the thing you are going towards is going to make sure you head in that direction or the universe so is going to clear your path. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, okay, what, what point are you going to listen and do the thing and take the leap and follow through on what, you know, you're being guided towards. Yeah. And what you're leaping from is uncomfortable. Like you're not in love with it. It's like not letting you up. It's maybe bringing you pain or making you feel bad. And so, you know, you need to leap, but it's almost like people are more comfortable with the discomfort they're feeling that they know rather than leaping into the unknown and like not knowing what's going to be there, you know, it's because it's like, like, why would you stay in a hurtful situation? Why would anyone logically do that? But it is the lack of belief or the lack of faith that what's on the other side is going to be greater because you know, the leaping part is scary. Like you don't know what's going to happen in between there, like before you land. And so like, there is still going to be a lot of discomfort, obviously it's going to be work, but the other side, like no matter what it is, no matter what you're, you're dreaming of, no matter what you're wishing for, no matter what you're believing for, like, it's going to be better because the reason you're feeling the nudge or the reason you're feeling the need to leap is because that's where you're meant to be. Like, that's your purpose. So yes, both things are uncomfortable, but like, um, there's this 
the saying like what and I'm about to curse but the, there's a saying that's like what flavor of shit sandwich do you want you know it's like there is gonna be bad things about everything that you choose there's always gonna be some kind of sacrifice of like okay if I choose this thing in my life like I think about it like if you ch- you're choosing to have kids or not if you're choosing to have children you are giving up like the the life without children that you could have potentially had but to you that that's worth it. That sacrifice is worth it. On the other side, the people who, um, like me, I'm choosing not to have children. So for me, like, yes, of course, I mourn part of the life that I would have with children, but the sacrifice is worth it to me to have that thing. So no matter what you choose, like you're giving up something, like not everything is going to be perfect. So like what flavor of that, like, do you want to choose? So get out of your situation and yes, go into the discomfort of the unknown, trusting and believing that that nudge is coming because you're supposed to be on the other side of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you're, if we're afraid of the discomfort, we're afraid of the unknown. Well, yeah. What's worse staying stuck and stagnant and like the life force draining out of you because <laughs> you're not in alignment or taking the leap, trusting. Exactly. And then and if you're leaping, like, exactly. And if you're leaping into entrepreneurship, like say people who are listening to this right now, are like, yeah, I really want to leave my job, but what if my business like does not actually reach the success that I want it to in the time that I need it to, right? Okay, you can get another job. Like, honestly, you're the, what you're leaving from is something that like, you can just go get another job. I know right now, like if you're listening to this in the future, we're in quarantine, everything is weird right now, but like there is a possibility of getting, another job, even in this amount, in this time, there's so many people right now who are getting laid off and now they can finally focus on building their dream. Like, why does it need to take you getting laid off to like build something you're excited about, you know? So yeah, leap, please leap. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I created this. Like, I just want to show more people, more stories, more of this faith, like help to build more of this faith that it can work this way. It does work this way for countless people. But when we're conditioned to not see it or not believe that, then we tell ourselves it's not possible, but it is. You know, you have this nudge, you have this desire for something more, more fulfilling, more energizing, more uplifting, more of service to the world. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's enough for you to trust that there's something to that. You can do it. Yeah. And I think people are like, okay, but what if I fail? Like you are going to like, just get that out of your head. You (laughs) are, you're going to fail. Like it's just going to be part of it. I think that a lot of people think of failure as like, it's one and done. Like if you fail, like then that's it. Then you have to go like back to wherever you came from. And it's like, no, that's just part of the journey. That's part of like leveling up. Like each time you fail, you learn something to bring you to the next level. So like, I hope that's freeing that like, you don't have to think what if I fail, you are going to and build up the resilience and the belief that you're going to fail and you're going to get through it. And it's going to be even better after that. So I hope that helps somebody. (laughs) Yeah. And even reframing the, like, we think of failure a certain way, but it's like, what if it was just, you're going to, I don't know, you're going to, pardon, what did you say? I was like, going to make a mistake or yeah, yeah, that's still negative though. But yeah, like what, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's like seeing the out, the positive outcome in the failure or the mistake. Because really, I just I am working with the belief that you can't fuck it up, even if you so called fail. You're not. That's that's fine. That's part of it. You by then failing, that's the contrast of what you want. So then you're even more anchored into the faith of the outcome you do want. So they can't, yeah. well, that wasn't it. So let's course correct. And <laughs> well, it's already yours. Like it is, it already belongs to you. Mm. So if you are walking towards what already belongs to you, you can't lose it. You're just trying to figure out the best like way to get there. Yeah. But it is. It's already yours. It's locked in. Yeah. Mm. No matter what you do and no matter who you are, like you don't have to be something different than yourself to get it. You don't have to like find the right path. Like no matter what you do, it's, it's yours. You just have to believe that it's yours and just keep taking steps toward it. Because eventually when you get the thing, then the next thing is yours. Like you, you just keep living in that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So much glad to hear. I just love doing these interviews because I leave feeling so fired up. And I just, I trust that everyone listening is like feeling that same vibe. Okay, what can I, like, what steps forward can I take today? And then, yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you so much, Dadia. This has been. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited for this project. Like I'm so excited to hear everybody else's and um, get their like nuggets of wisdom and just like, and thinking about next steps for anyone listening, like you already know and have everything you could possibly need inside you. So listening to these stories, I hope that's what we're getting from it is like, there's no wrong way. We all do it differently and you have everything right now. So I love that you're listening to this. So now go do what feels like it's the right next step. Yeah, a hundred percent. Thank Yay! you. Where can, <laughs> where can we find you online, Jadia? Yeah, so you, I mostly hang out on Instagram. So you can find me at Jadia Quinn. It's J-A-U-D-I-A-Q-U-I-N-N. And then once you follow me there, you can pretty much go anywhere with me. So I think that's the best place to find me hanging out. Beautiful. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your magic and your wisdom. Like you have so much wisdom around leaping and then that appearing, but also really practical business strategy and like business mindset stuff. So Uh it's just been so good. I'm excited to go back and listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can listen to myself talk. We'll see. (laughs) That is very true. Oh, so good. Okay. Well, thank you again. And yeah, looking forward to connecting with you online on your Instagram and everywhere else you hang out. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode each week. So I'll catch you again on the next one.